We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Our Friday edition is called The Tailgate. And we got a lot of stuff to get ready for. We've got the countdown to the Orange Bowl. You're going to hear from Lincoln Riley and Kyler Murray on today's episode. The Sooners, I guess you could say, held a pseudo-media day in anticipation of the Orange Bowl right around the corner. So you'll hear the full Lincoln Riley presser and Kyler Murray coming up later on in the podcast. But we start with basketball, where the Oklahoma Sooners men's team is on the road in Tulsa. They're taking on USC this Saturday night at 8 p.m. I had a chance on Sirius XM Big 12 Channel 375 to catch up with Lon Kruger. I've had an opportunity to co-host Big 12 today with Gabe throughout this week, and we caught up with Lon and Kind of got excited about the performance so far for the Sooners this season with the Sooner head coach. Coach, congrats on the great start. How have you handled finals week? Has this been challenging, or has it been good to kind of get the guys uh, away and focused on school for a week? Well, it's a good time of year. Obviously, finals, uh, guys have a little bit uh, more on their plate than uh, than normal, but uh, you, you mix and match. Uh, you, you practice whenever most of you guys can make it. Uh, we've been pretty good this year in terms of uh, – you know, we practiced at 10 in the morning a couple of times. Today we're going at 3.45 this afternoon because of the final schedule. But pretty much all of our guys have been able to make it. So it's worked out pretty well. Now, Coach, you look at uh, nice wins over Notre Dame, Wichita State. H- how are you feeling about your squad right now? Seems like things are really headed in the right direction for you guys. Really like really like this group. But not, not 
only because of what they've done. I mean, off to a good start, but I, I like it from the standpoint uh, they practice well. You know, they're, they're really focused. Uh, they understand we've got to keep getting better. Uh, they've got great work ethic. Uh, Miles Reynolds has really affected that with his enthusiasm and energy. And, and Christian James, from a leadership standpoint, has really become uh, a really good player, not just scoring points, but a good leader and uh, a good worker every day. And, and again, have been doing it a little bit the last couple of games without Jamani McNeese, so be anxious to get him back. Don't know if that'll be for the weekend or not. We're hopeful. But this is a good group. They uh, they like making plays for each other, and they understand we've got to keep getting better. OU-USC, 8 o'clock tip in the BOK Center on Saturday night. Christian James, the reigning Big 12 player of the week, 19.5 points per game and 11 rebounds. And, oh, by the way, the Sooners men's team will return home, which, again, a very unique schedule. They only have one home game in the month of December. It's right around the corner, December 19th. The Sooners will host Creighton. All kinds of, did I say 19th? 18th. The uh, 18th, the Sooners will host Creighton. A lot of really good ticket deals going on right now. In fact, you can get in the door for as low as $5. Same for the women's game against UConn as well. And each one of those opportunities, there's a chance to win tickets to the Orange Bowl. So log on to Soonersports.com right now, Soonersports.com slash tickets. Get your $5 tickets and find out how you could potentially be headed to Miami for the Orange Bowl. Speaking of which, Lincoln Riley met with the media on Wednesday of this week as the Sooners get ready for the big showdown with Alabama right around the corner. Coach Riley caught up with the media for the first time since the Big 12 championship game against Texas. Oh, it was it was really good. I mean, it was you know two things that obviously I saw the numbers for how many how many people watched the the Big Twelve championship game, you know, and it was really good. And then people tuning in, seeing all the college football playoff, and then certainly a lot of people across the world interested in the in the Heisman Trophy. And so, you know, we'd been on a lot of people's TV screens in the last couple of weeks, which is a which is a good thing. And so it's that's uh, great. You know, there's a ton of momentum behind the program. You know, and I, I think they see it you know, sustained right now. I think there's a lot of recruits and their families right now feel like that they can come to OU and they know what they're going to get. And uh, it's not kind of an up and down deal uh, that maybe they got to try to hit at the right time. And so it's a, it's a huge advantage. Um, makes for great conversation, a lot of fun in the homes. And, uh, you know, it's been a successful run here the last couple of weeks. What does it mean for your program to have back-to-back Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks? Yeah, probably hard to... Hard to even quantify right now. It'll have a long-lasting impact, uh, just because it's something. It, just having one is so rare, you know. And then to have two back-to-back, you know, different guys, is is really really special. I mean, I think it just shows guys the opportunities that they have when when they walk in the door to this place. That if you you work hard and you play at a high level at this place, that anything's possible. And uh, so. It's, it's great for our program. There's no question about it. And I love the fact, again, that it's tied to, to team success and the, and the fact that we've had some great players, but they've, we've won a lot of games, and that gives you an opportunity to, to do that and to accomplish those things. So it's, it's unique. I mean, it's special, something we'll all look back on, we'll all remember. Um, but, yeah, the impact of that, I mean, that'll – I mean, we still talk about the other five Heisman Trophy winners right now, you know, and some of those guys won it, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And so, you know, they'll be talking about this as long as they play football here. Lincoln, the second time around in this early signing period, do you 
do anything different? Did you learn anything with the way that went down last year for y'all? And do you miss it all having the one big signing day in the spring? I I don't miss it. Uh, you know, we learned that these two weeks are going to be really, really hectic, um, especially if you play in the championship game and then you have some guys going to these different award ceremonies. And that's been, you know, that's been a little different here the last however many days. We've been going at it pretty hard. And, uh, but yeah, I think there's some things we learned as far as timing, as far as approach, uh, strategy, uh, you know, it, you know, kind of how you, how your numbers fit in, um, trying to get a strategy for now and also looking ahead to how you're going to approach it in January as well. So I think we're all a little bit more comfortable. It doesn't it doesn't feel new. You know, it doesn't feel like uncharted territory right now. So I think we all have an idea of what we're getting into. I think we're a little more settled on our strategy going forth with the guys that we're taking and where we're allocating numbers and, you know, how we're, how we're recruiting guys. And uh, so I think we're more clear-headed and kind of more zeroed in on how we wanted to do really the entire process. How many questions, Lincoln, are you getting from defensive prospects about what you're going to do on that side of the ball moving forward? And what do you yep. say to them when they bring it up? Uh, we've had some. Uh, you know, our, our guys are educated. You know, like I've maintained, we we always want to communicate with our guys. And, and we've been open and up front with them, you know, throughout this entire process. And so, uh, yeah, we've been honest. You know, I've told them, you know, we're – we're in a playoff right now, and you know I, I told them, uh, and I think guys understood this when you put it in this perspective. If if you were a senior on this football team at Oklahoma right now, what would you want me as the head coach worried about right now? You want me worried about a defensive coordinator for next year and beyond, or you want us worried about trying to win a national championship? You know, and that's that's pretty unanimous across the board. And uh, my, of course, the recruits are vitally important to us, but. Our, our first priority is our players and our team here. And uh, if we weren't in a playoff, would it be different uh, on the timeline? Maybe, uh, but we are. And uh, we're in it right now, and we got a chance. And so, you know, they, they understand that, and I think they have confidence that once we get through the season, you know, that we're going we're gonna to have a great defensive coordinator here, and we're going to make, you know, the very best decisions we can. We've A lot of our hires in the last, whatever it's been, two years, 18 months, whatever, have you know, been extremely successful, and then the next one's going to be as well. Lincoln, you you had your, I don't want to say put to bed, but you you had a lot of security in your offensive side of the ball, recruiting wise, early. How, how much has that helped you? You know, kind of stick your nose in on the defensive recruiting side, and in in kind of with that uncertainty, just kind of spearhead that. Yeah. Would you have made these trips out to California, maybe oh, for defensive guys in the past? Oh, or? absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, with with all of our recruits on both sides, I would say the only ones that I'm a little bit more hands-on with are the quarterbacks because I coach those guys. And so, uh, but other than other than the quarterbacks, uh, I, it's equal for me across the board. And honestly, it's probably been a little bit more time uh, with the defensive guys, not just this year, but but before. You know, we've said that that's an area that we know we got to continue to upgrade talent. I believe we're we've done that. You know, in the last year or so, I believe we're getting ready to do that here in the next couple of weeks and uh, and then in the next couple of years. And so, no, I don't think that's changed strategy at all. I, I would have been where I've been the last couple of weeks no matter what. Lincoln, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a 10-7 game. Could you just quantify Alabama's firepower? Everybody talks about yours, but offensively. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they're, 
they're different than they've been, without a doubt. You know, two has had obviously a tremendous year. Uh, you know, Jalen's done a great job when he's been in there as well. So they've got, you know, two very capable quarterbacks. You know, I'd say one of the strengths of the team is the receiving core. I mean, those those three guys plus the tight end, you know, are, are really, really good football players. You got, you know, the Judy kid that won the Blitnikoff and two other really, really good receivers. Uh, tight end's phenomenal too. So they've they've grown a lot in the throw game. Uh, they've certainly been, you know, a little bit more explosive maybe than the, than they've been in the past. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're doing a great job schematically doing it with really good athletes and they've got two good trigger guys and a, and a really good old line. So, I mean, it's, they've got all the ingredients, no doubt. And they've, uh, they've done a tremendous job this year offensively. I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot like, you know, what we see often, you know, it's, uh, we play a lot of really good offenses and they're going to stack right up there with any of them. Coach, when Kyler was up there giving a speech, he said that you and his family were really the only ones who knew how difficult the last few years had really been for him. Yep. As a coach, to see him up there, he's been consistent, hardworking in his scratches. What did it mean for you to just see all that hard work pay off for him? Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a pretty private person. And so, uh, you know, there is the... He's he's worked hard and he's you know been a great team guy through the years when he wasn't playing. But there's also the you know a cutthroat competitor inside of there too that wanted to be out there every single game. And so there's no doubt that's that's been hard on him. And uh, so you know, but he's uh, he's battled through it. You know, and that's why he's that's why he had a chance to win it uh, because of that perseverance of because of hanging in there through those tough times and and. You know, staying motivated, even knowing that you know he wasn't going to play the first year, and then unless something happened to Baker, he really wasn't going to play much the second year either. And uh, so it's a credit to him, credit to his family, the people around him that that kind of kept him going. And then you know, for him, when he had the opportunity, he he seized it and did it in a big way. Shootouts. Shootouts. These offenses. You reference sort of the Big Twelve type of. Games you guys have gotten into occasionally over the last few years. Do you enjoy those? And if you get into one, like you said, you could see that kind of offense, or that's the kind of offense Alabama has. Does do you guys maybe have an edge in that you've been in these things before and you kind of know how they go? And it feels like it's a different kind of pressure than what teams feel very often. So I enjoy I I enjoy close games. Uh, I don't necessarily shootouts one way or another. I, I've always enjoyed. Close ones. Uh, I know everybody else likes it when you blow somebody out, and trust me, I like it when we blow somebody out too. But I, I do enjoy the the tight games because there is, there's a lot of strategy involved. You know, there's a lot of, you know, the the things that you work so hard to teach and ingrain in these guys on all three sides. You they're really put to the test when games and seasons and careers are on the line. You know, and so I think you really find out kind of what you're made of and. This team certainly has done that. I mean, we're as battle-tested as anybody in close games this year. Rarely, whether it's high score and low score and whatever, we've been in some. We've been in a little bit of both. And uh, but I think more than anything, enjoying those moments, you know, when it's two good teams going at it and there's and it's a tight game. I think you you got to appreciate those. And so, whether it's high score and low scoring doesn't matter a whole lot to me. Just that just that we're in it and have a chance to win. Um, does it does it give us an advantage? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm confident in our team in a close game. Uh, I saw the day we've had whatever, you know, some of the top, whatever. I saw lists. Somebody shot to me. It was like top 15 games of the year. And we were, I think, four or five of them. So uh, um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm confident in our team. I can't say how that matches up against Alabama or anybody else, but I am confident in our team in close games, yes. Lincoln, too early to know the status of someone like Marquise Brown at this point? Yeah, it's still too early. I mean, working through it, it's not a not a definite no, not a definite yes. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're hopeful, but he hasn't done much up to this point. Three, three years ago, uh, Josh Jacobs came out of Tulsa, really not recruited at all, but from what I remember, Bob said you guys extended an offer and you felt like it might blow up after you guys sort of extended that. He's obviously, he didn't miss on the guys you got, clearly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what do you remember about him and just why maybe he had flown so under the radar for so long? Yeah, he honestly, he didn't have, he's kind of the classic guy that kind of really took off his senior year, his tape. Early in his career, there wasn't a ton of it, and it was it was good, but it wasn't elite. And then there was a senior tape that got finished up and started circulating that uh, that was really really impressive. And uh, you know, he started getting some attention. Um, I think Missouri was recruiting him, and then we I know we jumped in and went after him hard. And then you know, Alabama, several others jumped in after. And uh, yeah, I remember going down there, meeting with him and his family, uh, had some great talks. Uh, you know, it ended up this not this wasn't the place for him, and you know he's obviously went and done a good job and done it at a great place. So um, yeah, I had a great family. You know, certainly we hadn't let too many really good ones get out of Oklahoma. Always hate it when we do. And uh, but he's you know he's a nice kid, nice family. Yeah, I'm happy for the success he's had. I know he played quarterback a lot in high school. They kind of cut out the middleman from what I remember hearing about that. But he was a little undersized. Or, Think he had an injury? Did, did all that sort of tile up to him not sort of having that early interest? Yeah, a little bit. He just didn't. You know, this has gotten where it's so early now that you know guys don't have a pretty good sophomore year or an elite junior year. You know, it's it's you can get caught behind, especially you know in a position like running back for us, where you know we're able to attract some of the top guys across the country. And so, uh, you know, looking back on it now, do I wish we'd have found him sooner? Absolutely, no doubt. And I told him that at the time. I. We're not perfect, you know. We just try to do the best we can, and so. Uh, but they were great about it. I don't think there was any hard feelings. He had some connections back to Alabama, and and uh, you know, and felt like that was the best place for him. Aside from the obvious, which is winning, what impresses you as a young coach most about Nick Saban? Oh, just consistency. You know, he's been able to do it at a high level. They've been able to recruit at a high level, which I think has been. You know, kind of the backbone of the whole deal. They've been able to continually bring in really, really good recruiting classes. And then I would say it's impressive to me, you know, the amount of amount of consistency with turning over as many coaches as he's as he's had to do. And so, you know, they've they've done a great job. They've set up basically a farm system for coaches there at Alabama. They've invested in it. They've brought in, you know, a ton of analysts, a ton of different things, and he's been able to kind of cultivate those guys. And then when somebody leaves, it's like the next guy's already ready to step in. So it's a, it's a unique model, but it's it's worked well for him, and he's obviously been at the forefront. So now it's a lot of respect for what he's done throughout his career, um, the way he's recruited, the way he's won, and, and certainly how he manages his program. Lincoln, had an injury, lower leg, that required some surgery. They hope they get him back. Did Marquise's Injury required surgery? No. On to a, again facing, you're not sure what quarterback you're going to face, which has happened probably five or six times for you guys this season. Uh, what do you, what's the makeup difference if you get Jalen or, or two in this game, do you think, for them? Well, they're both, they're both pretty capable. You know, they've both played so much ball for them. Uh, 
You know, Jalen obviously brings a little bit more athletically to the table. Um, you know, two is a good athlete as well, no question. He can he can certainly tuck it and run, but Jalen's probably a little bit more dynamic as a runner. Um, but you know, the one nice thing here, it's it's the it's always the good and bad. You know, we've had some of these games where we've had maybe a guy that's going to play that we have virtually no tape on, which is good because that means he hadn't played much either. We, we've seen these guys. We kind of know what they can do. The, the downside for us is they both have a lot of great experience and have been a part of a lot of a lot of wins for them. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, we're we're not going to, I think, be totally surprised by what we see out of either guy. But you know, they're they're certainly difficult to stop. Can you kind of Baker and Kyler? They're pillar opposite personalities. Obviously, one's you know an extrovert, one's more introverted. Uh, can you kind of see where? him playing underneath Baker kind of rubbed off on him and kind of note to where you can kind of tell the difference in his game, maybe just how he has gone about celebrating with teammates maybe, just because you don't really see that a lot of him, you know, the raw, raw in him. Can you kind of Yeah, I, I don't – Kyler's his own guy. I, I don't think that it's personality has rubbed off on him a lot. They're, they are different in some ways, but they're also really, really similar in some ways because of the competitiveness. And when you get them in a setting like in our meeting room when, you know, there's not cameras or people there that they don't know. Now, Baker don't really care who's there, as you guys seen. Uh, Kyler, you know, Kyler's different around people that he, that he trusts or in a, you know, in a more comfortable situation for him. In the meeting room, you know, Baker fired something at him. Kyler fired something right back, and that that was day one when he came in the door. I mean, he never, he never deferred to Baker on anything, and and Baker didn't hit. And that's I think why they got along so well because it was a, it was friendly and there was a healthy respect without a doubt. But there was also competitiveness. I, I think Kyler probably took more from the way Baker played, uh, the way he prepared. So just seeing him go through all the different things that he went through in the last two years, and Kyler kind of had a front row seat for, seat for that. Um, so I think he probably took more from the actual playing and preparation than personality. And Kyler's, yeah, he's not that he's not that uh, extroverted all the time, but he also in competitive situations he's always celebrated with his teammates. He's always had fire. I mean, it's we've seen it on the practice field for years, and you know everybody got to see it, you know, a decent amount this year. I know there's so much on the line, but were you able to still work your younger players in the first couple of camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been able to do that. That's always been something we've really believed in. So, yeah, we get some good work with the older guys, but then also, you know, really rep those guys and kind of get them back in our schemes. And they did well. You know, they're they're always kind of excited to get back doing our stuff again. You know, and get away from the scout team for a few days, and and it's an opportunity for them because it's that's kind of like the beginning of spring ball for those guys and the beginning of next year for a lot of them. Was talked about how with Baker helped him watching him. Mm-hmm. You talk about competitive nature. What's it say that you can have two highly talented guys, college especially because he was a, such a big recruit coming out of high school, and they seem they coexisted. One has to wait an extra year. He thought he was going to wait. Is is that a credit to them? Is it, is it something you learned just kind of dealing with quarterbacks or just making that whole situation work? Yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely a credit to them. I probably especially Kyler more than anything. Um, but I mean that was you know you know Kyler knew the situation coming in here you know we were very clear of you know what the situ- situation would be very clear about 
just kind of what we expect out of our quarterbacks here at Oklahoma, you know, that it's going to be a team first deal and that we want them to have individual goals. And obviously our guys have been able to accomplish that, but it's got to be done within the framework of the team. And he, he craved that. I mean, he, he wanted that. And so that's why it's been such a great fit, but yeah, those guys just, I think they both knew they could make each other better, you know, and they both knew that they were good for this place. And I think Baker's been excited for Kyler, you know, to have this opportunity and, he kind of knows, you know, all he went through throughout the last couple of years. And they are so similar as competitors. I, I think Baker could sympathize with him for, you know, how much he wanted to be on the field and, and how ready he was to get that opportunity. When you talk about, you know, the team that you were to finish the season versus the team you're going to in the bowl game, is Chance Sylvie maybe a guy that can help make you guys better? I mean, by the time the bowl game gets here and you know anything on, on Jalen Redmond, if he'd be able to go? Uh, yeah, it's a possibility on Sylvie. Um, we've got a few guys like that that were a little, you know, either coming off surgeries or a little nicked up at the end of the year that we feel like are going to be potential options there, depending on how they progress here through the next few weeks. But that's a possibility. Uh, yeah, Jalen Redmond won't play. Uh, he'll, he won't play here for the rest of the year. He's, uh, um, everything's going well. Like, I, I don't think anything's changed from, you know, when we talked about it several weeks back. He's doing well on schedule. I think going to have a fabulous career here, but it won't, it won't be this year. Lincoln, you don't have to worry about this, but I just want to get your take on guys checking out before the bowl game. Yeah. It's, it was a big thing two years ago. Now it's not even hardly mentioned. It just happens. Yeah, just get in the playoffs and you don't got to worry about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really torn on it. I am. It's um, and been in that situation yet. So hopefully, hopefully not in it for a while. And I, I appreciate our guys. I mean, we had some guys three years ago when we played in the Sugar Bowl that you know. I mean, you start looking at D.D. Westbrook and Mixon and P. Ryan and. And I'm probably missing a few guys, Jordan Evans, some of those guys on that team that could have, that you know, you're playing in a obviously a major historic bowl game, but it wasn't a playoff game, and uh, we had some guys that could have bowed out. Actually, Mixon and uh, Westbrook play, pranked me. Uh, they came to me. We were in the old, the bud over there, and they both told me that uh, that they uh, didn't think it was in their best interest to play in the Sugar Bowl. And then I uh, said a few choice words, and then they, 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 uh, I didn't totally believe them because that's just not really those kids. They love ball so much, but I, I kind of quickly let them know what I thought about it. And then uh, we, they, we laughed it off. It was funny. They, they got me pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I, you can see both sides of it. I mean, you can. I mean, you can see both sides. I, I know a lot of people point what happened to the kid at Notre Dame, uh, the Jalen Smith a few years ago. I mean, that's kind of the, I know the big main example everybody uses. I mean, you can get hurt in any game. I mean, that's it's it's football. Um, I think it comes down to the individual person, what their what their team means means to them, what their program means to them. I am thankful that through all the years here, we haven't had that happen here. You know, guys have you know been team first, and how we finish out the season or winning a bowl game, regardless of what it is, it's been important to each and every one of our guys. That's not to say we won't have to deal with it at some point. We probably will, uh, and. You know, it's you're torn because you, you know, your job like this, you're 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 kind of half parent, you know, where you, you you see the individual side of it, and then you're also the head coach, where you understand how important it is to the program to win bowl games and finish years strong and create memories for these guys that they'll they'll never get back. And so, 
the only thing I ever worry about for these kids would they look back because you never know what's going to happen the rest of your career. But would you look back 30 or 40 years down the line and say, man, I can't, I had like a chance to play in a bowl game and I didn't do it. Like I, that's what I would feel. I know that. I, and, and I know we all grew up in a little bit different era, but uh, yeah, it's, I'm torn on it. I, I, I don't, I don't fault guys for it, but also, you know, hope they keep in perspective the places they're playing for and how lucky, you know, they are to play at great programs. And speaking with the media for the first time since being named the Heisman Trophy winner, Kyla Murray talked about what's really truly changed for the Allen Texas product. Uh, I've been, I've just been chilling, honestly. So yeah, nothing crazy has happened. Have you met anybody or heard from anybody? You know, famous or anybody that you maybe never thought you'd hear from, anything like that? Uh, I haven't met anybody, but, or I, well, I met a lot of people actually, but uh, as far as, you know, out of the blue, no, not really. Uh, no. Kyle, how did your team react with the first time you saw them? I'm sure that was a little bit of a celebration, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good to get back and you just see everybody, obviously. Uh, it wasn't like a like a birthday party or anything like that, but I mean, everybody was happy for me, and uh, it, was, it was obviously a good feeling to you know represent them up there. Has it been hard at all just to get back to normal life? No, not. I mean, I've only been I've been to Chipotle once since since the deal, so that's really the only time I've been out of the house. Uh, but other than that, no, I've been it, it's been pretty normal so far. Do you think tonight might be a little bit different with your What's regular tonight? Wednesday? Oh. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I I forgot I forgot I threw that out there because <laughs> somebody told me about it. Uh, it might be uh, packed, but I don't know. We're gonna go, so we'll see. Ben was very excited about it tonight. Yeah. What's it? What's the? What's it like? I mean, you don't usually. I don't know. What, why did you decide on tea cafe in the first place? Is that was well, that we went to idea? we went to we went to fuzzies against uh, <laughs> FAU, just cause. I mean, we we're gonna switch it up every week, but then we just kind of stuck with. Stuck with T Cafe, yeah. Is it? Is it? I, I mean, it's kind of funny. You wouldn't think of offensive linemen at a kind of an Asian restaurant. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you think like buffets and yeah, you know. No, well, that'd be a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we just, I just try, we just try to keep it simple, close, yeah. Kind of like you, you talked about your your dad and his role and your mom and their role. How cool was it to honor them through this process and what you went through there and and see your dad, you know, happy that you know you've accomplished so much? Uh I mean it means a lot. I mean they like I said, they know what I've been through, so like, you know, they're used to watching me be able to play and have fun and just, you know, play the game that I love. So I mean, you know, for the pat the pat this past season obviously has been uh not only, you know, fun for me, but it's been fun for them just to be able to sit you know, watch me. Um like I said, do what I love. I mean, and then, you know, for kind of like all the hard work, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not done, but uh, that's kind of what I meant by, you know, my dad just being there for me the whole, you know, through everything and then kind of teaching me how to play this game. And then my mom, she just, yeah, she's been there for for everything, so. You said you weren't afraid to dream about it or talk about it. So was this kind of a family goal? I mean, you know, everybody has goals that you reach and you keep trying to stretch them, so. Uh, not a fam- I mean, not a family goal. I mean, it was – it was a goal of mine, but yeah, not not anything I would that they wanted me to like. You know what I'm saying? You got to go out there and win the Heisman, not win like that. Took a while for the guy to kind of get it out. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> were you nervous? I mean, did you think it went? Were you nervous? Just your emotions while he's kind of 
I really I wasn't nervous at all. Honestly, it was weird. I thought I was gonna be super nervous, but uh, I couldn't. No, it was. I just felt like he was gonna call my name, so it was kind of like I don't know. It, I wasn't nervous at all. I'm guessing that Sunday night or early Monday morning when you got back, you didn't put the Heisman in the back seat of an Uber like Baker no. did last year. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I don't. It's not at the house for sure, but. <laughs> How much fun is it to play in some of these games? West Virginia, Texas, some of the, for you individually? It's a lot of fun, you know, knowing that, I mean, well, every game's fun, obviously, because, you know, you never know when your last is, but, uh, I mean, just being in those environments, I like playing on the road more personally, so uh, going to West Virginia was, that game was a ton of fun, obviously, you know, it's kind of shootout. Um, Texas and, and Cowboy Stadium is, you know, it doesn't get much better than that, so, uh, these past couple of games have been, you know, the ones at the end, you know, we're playing for a lot of stuff is uh, they're a little more meaningful. So, I mean, I, it's, I think it's natural to be fun, more fun. What do you think of those that would criticize the way, you know, you win those, Oklahoma wins those games, not you in person? Um, I mean, I don't really look into who criticizes us or whatever, but, I mean, we know it would have, like, you know, what had to be fixed um, or what has to be fixed. But at the end of the day, you got to win the game, and we did that, so. Always been a guy who's balanced a lot I mean, with baseball practices and season and football and all that. But I imagine as the Heisman winner, there's a lot of people trying to, you know, talk to you about football stuff now as it relates to NFL and all that. The fact that you've got a representation, your dad's been in the football world a lot. How have you tried to handle that? Do you just say, talk to those guys, I'm out of it? Or how, how does all that work? How do you balance all that? I don't really, I don't have anything to do with that right now. Uh, I just all I can you know I, all I can control is going out and playing. Um, as far as like talking to agents and stuff, like, I'm, you know, I'm not doing any of that stuff. So um, yeah, I really can't speak on all that. You know? Kyler, was it weird spending all that time with Tua when you guys were about to play each other? And what was it like to spend all that time with him? No, it wasn't. It wasn't weird at all. I mean, it would have been awkward if we made it awkward. But uh, he was a good dude. Um, his family was very supportive of me and. I mean, I'm glad I got to meet him. You know, it's the first time I ever met him. So, him and Dwayne. So, uh, it was fun. I mean, we were just kind of enjoying the experience. No, oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Like, of course, obviously he had a long career in the NBA, uh, multi-sport guy. What was that conversation like? How much did you know about him? I didn't really get to sit down with him, but uh, I mean, he was just he was just supportive. You talked to. Uh, Doug Flutie, I heard that was a guy you wanted to talk to. What's yeah, that talk to him. Again, I mean, I can't really, you know, give out all the information we talked about. I mean, he just we just talked about uh, kind of, you know, how the game's changing. You know, he was a smart quarterback, so, you know, how he how he did what he did, and then um, just how the game's evolving. How quickly did you get back into just the, the game planning of uh, the semifinal, knowing that you had that coming up in a couple of weeks? Uh, I'm being busy a lot, so I mean I didn't get to watch too much. But uh, now that we're back, um, things will start to kick up. Here's pretty good. Your mom, your mom, you talked about, you know, she's not really interested in all the yeah. sports or anything. Your dad, obviously, he trained you and worked with you your whole life. Uh, what does that mean to you? Did that like help balance you? Do you think growing up quite a bit? Just her lack of care. I think that yeah. I think that's why. I don't want to say I like I go to my mom about like everything else, but uh, yeah, I think you know, he was more of you know the I don't want to say hard on, but you know if I got in trouble, he was gonna punish me stuff like that. So um, 
yeah, just, I mean, I think it helped balance things out. Uh, you know, my mom just, she helped me out with everything else. And if it had to do with sports, he'd be there. So, I mean, it was, yeah, I think it was a good balance of both. You, uh, you, you go through the baseball draft and you sign your deal and then you're back to football. Is, have the A's kind of just been, you know, out there on the side or have you developed a relationship with them throughout this process, throughout this season? Um, I mean, they've, they've kind of let me do my thing um, so far. You know, I haven't really, haven't been in touch with them a lot throughout the season. So, yeah, I mean, it's been nice to just kind of, you know, kind of focus on football. What's it like to hear, because you're, you're a conversation on a lot of the national shows, baseball, football, everybody giving opinions. Do you hear that? Does it, what's it like to? Uh, I mean, I've I haven't I don't you know watch like I mean I watch YouTube a lot, but so like you know, I'll see it like it'll pop up on the little um, feed or whatever, but I don't really click on the stuff. I mean, I know what everybody. I don't really care about their opinions, so you know, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and that's just that's what it is. When you see Baker having the success he's having, does that I mean, enter your mind like well, you know. I've, I've done all the things he's done up to this point. Maybe I can have that success too. Uh, not necessarily just bake. I mean, just you know, guys like Russell, like any any you know, a lot of the short guys. Basically, I mean, that's really the only knock on why or the only negative that people come up with about me. So um, yeah, if they can do it, I mean, I'm I'm obviously already confident. I mean, so I think that just helps it out. Did you talk to two at all about playing each other? Uh, I mean, we talked about. Made jokes here and there, but that's about it. I mean, Do you think he's gonna play? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I mean, he's a competitor. I mean, it's a, the game before the national championship. I would, I was, I would expect him to play. I don't see anything about this about you. Just you guys are completely you and Baker are completely opposite personalities. Just as far as just how you guys overall react to a lot of stuff. Um, can you kind of pinpoint something that you have taken from him, maybe personality-wise on the field and just within like preparation that has, you think it's helped you get to where you are? Personality-wise, um, nah, we're me and Baker different, but um, uh, I mean, I, just watching, like I've said, I've said it. You know, I don't really. There's nothing. I don't have a different answer for anybody. Like it's. Just being being able to sit back and watch and get better when I had the opportunity to uh, was the biggest thing for me. And then I just try to play. I just try to be me on the field. Uh, as far as you know, I didn't take anything from him. Like um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really don't. Yeah. Has it dawned on you you're gonna have a statue? No. No, it has not. <laughs> I mean, Baker's isn't up yet. I don't know. Maybe that makes it less real. But, I mean, they're going to have a giant statue. You know what you want to be here forever. No, I don't. I don't. They asked me if I – I don't know if who's here, but they're on. Yeah, they're on. Kyler, you said a little bit ago you're going to do what you're going to do as it relates to this baseball-football thing. I feel almost silly asking this, but do you know what you're going to do? Like, have you decided? Well, I mean, I've already – Kind of, uh, as as of right now, I'm going to play baseball. Okay. Yeah, that's that's about it. So no other clarity on football. I mean, at this point, baseball is baseball. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did you do with the Heisman? Did you pass it off, or did you have to carry it on the plane? Where is it? Did you do it? I mean, we took it back home. Like, yeah, it's here. Yeah. Keeping it, I guess. Uh, is this going out somewhere?
Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, Baker had it in his his college house. You know. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's not gonna be my house. It'll be, it'll be in Texas. Could be the pride. More questions. What do you eat at TCAF? Uh, chicken lo mein <laughs> with the side of egg. Yeah, no vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Knowing that you guys do get in a shootout sometimes, you did get in a shootout with an Alabama, or if you won that and got in a shootout the next game, having been in all these different shootouts, does that give you guys an advantage just so you know how to play in these games? Other teams might not have been through them. Um, I mean, I don't think they were in very many shootouts, if any, but... No, I mean, I don't look forward to going in there and, you know, trying to be in a shootout. But if that's what it comes down to, then, um, yeah, I mean, I think we have the recipe. You know, I think we know what to do. Um, I think we know how to handle it. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, as a team, I don't think we look forward to being in shootouts. Some would say that when you go into it, because they said you've had to score so much <laughs> the offense, that's pressure. Do you look at that as pressure or just opportunity? How do you look at that? I think we go into the game expecting to score a lot of points. Um, I mean, football's fun when you're making plays. And then, I mean, for us, we got a lot of playmakers. So I think we all expect to make plays. I mean, making plays usually equals in touchdowns. Next week, we're going to have Ryan Fowler on with us. Ryan covers Alabama. Plus, we'll revisit with Toby Rowland. We'll have a big game to recap from Saturday night, a big game to preview with the OU women's team prepping for UConn, and, of course, the countdown to the Orange Bowl. Man, I am – I'm really having a hard time pacing myself right now. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about December 29th, but I'm also excited about the start these two hoops teams have had as well. As always, thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Tell a friend, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And until Tuesday's edition of The Game Plan, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. 